Travis Brown. We're having some issues with a uh, with our connection, and um, it was a little wonky there. I don't know if uh, Travis may be trying to conduct the interview from. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on over at Texas A&M, so he may be over there right in the middle of it right now. But we are endeavoring to uh, to have Travis back on um, since we last talked. Texas A&M has hired an offensive coordinator, and it is former Kansas State quarterback Colin Klein. And he had been at Kansas State since the end of 2021. He'd taken over as the offensive coordinator um, and done done a pretty nice job there. Um, In 2022, uh, they averaged 418.8 yards and 32.3 points per game. And Kansas State was 15th in rushing offense. Now, they weren't great in passing. Yeah. And this is, uh, okay, Travis has found higher ground. And uh, Breaking news, my, my, uh, my cell signal also went into the transfer portal. So, you can uh-huh. add that to the list of everything you know going on down here in Aguilar. I think what I was saying before I broke up yes. was the fact that we've had everything, including a player who uh, supposedly announced he was in the transfer portal on Twitter, only to go on his Instagram and say that his Twitter was hacked and that he's in fact not going in the transfer portal. So we got everything going on down here. <laughs> I saw that. I, I saw the the initial tweet. And it was there wasn't a lot of formality to it. It simply was the players saying, "I'm going in the transfer portal." And I remember thinking, "Well, that's he didn't really put much into that." And now he's come back out and said he was hacked. It does almost sound like a joke a teammate or somebody would play on you if you left your phone out and they knew how yeah, to get into it or something. Yeah, that would be the the prank of the the ultimate prank of 2023 is uh, just fake announcing, your, your teammate thinking it, fake announcing uh-huh. transfer portal for you. But it's not funny. I mean, it's kind of funny, but also it puts that player and the coaches and everybody in a panic, right? The fan base goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on. Now, Colin Klein, it looked like the Aggies were trying to get the LSU offensive coordinator. Their fallback is Colin Klein, but a very popular – I mean, this reminds me almost of when the Aggies ended up with Elko back in the day as defense coordinator. You remember there was like one coordinator they went after, but then they didn't get him, and they ended up with Elko. And obviously, I mean, I think that worked out, and, and now Elko's back as the head coach. What do, you, uh, what do you make of the Colin Klein? I mean, this is a guy beloved. He is an icon at Kansas State. So I think – I think they are in a state of mourning, but I understand why he would do this. I mean, I, at some point, you know, if he wants to be a head coach or whatever he's going to try to do, it, it would probably be helpful to not just have your entire career at one school. Like, it, it, it might yeah. be good to go elsewhere and see what you could do. Um, how surprised are you that this is the direction they have gone? You know, I, I I don't know if I'm totally surprised. I, I knew that they were wanting to go younger um, because if you look at the 
average age of the old staff. It was uh, it was up there in years to bring a little bit of of youthful energy and some new ideas into the offensive side of that uh, of the ball was was key. A little bit interesting. They they went with Klein. I don't know how much his style fits the roster that they have now, especially, you know, you look at just that Kansas state offense historically, generally they have some pretty complex run blocking schemes for that offensive line. And man, you, you got those big old mid uh, uh, Midwestern mid, mid American bruisers who get in there and, and bowl people over. And I don't know if A&M has that right now, but I guess that is the, the glory of the transfer portal. You can bring in some of those guys and, and do that. But, but I, I think it'll be a style of offense that really does complement a strong defense, a defensive head coach. It's, it's usually can be a little bit uh, ball possession uh, and, and run some time off the clock, keep the other team's offense off the field and give your, your defense a rest. And uh, he has uh, been historically good with his quarterbacks when he's worked with them about keeping their uh, interceptions down. I think they're like the second since, since 2017, when he started coaching, they have the, the, the second fewest interceptions uh, of any team in, in the country. So um, it fits really well with what's probably going to be a pretty defensive-minded program under Elko. What do you what do you think the Aggies? What's the reaction been? You you are seeing I think about five players have departed today. I think I just saw recently another defensive lineman. You've been documenting all that. Um, what what do you think the? It seems like the Aggie faithful because this is a a big name. He was a great player. He was a Heisman finalist. I I would think they're okay with this. The LSU guy. They obviously LSU had a great season that would have maybe been more appealing in some ways. But Colin Klein gives you a younger person, like you say, lots of energy and a solid individual. I mean, this is a uh, a great character guy. What what do you think the fan base? What have you been able to judge about how folks are reacting to this? Yeah, a Heisman finalist who lost out to one Johnny Manziel, the yes. the A and M former quarterback. So there's a little A and M tie there. Uh, you know, everything that I've seen so far on on the the the, the X sphere. I don't know if that really mm-hmm. flows off the tongue quite the same no. way, or the the message boards. It seems to be uh, decently positive. I think he is. Um, he, he's probably again not like the home run higher that that you would all the fans now want and expect but i i think he is is solid and the right fit for this program uh with probably what the the identity is going to be and i think everyone is is cautiously optimistic on on what that presents um you know the really the the, the interesting thing about it is most of these players that entered the portal lately have been um, it, mostly in part on the defensive side of the ball. And I think a lot of that comes from Elijah Robinson announcing that he's going to go up to Syracuse, which he was a big glue piece on that defensive side of the ball um, with some of those guys. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. They have 11 guys uh, so far that have announced their intent to transfer. Um, and so we'll see, uh, it, you know, if the, that's just guys testing the water or, uh, if those guys are actually intending to, to to get out of College Station and find a new home, what do you think the Aggies are on the quarterback into this? Like, how active would they be in the portal? There are now it appears two 
uh, really talented K-State quarterbacks that are on the market. Um, and both obviously probably – now, again, I don't know Howard – got out of there before he knew anything about this Colin Klein thing. Avery Johnson has since announced after the Klein news has hit. Where's K- Where do you think A&M is quarterback-wise? Max Johnson has transferred out. Uh, that's not unexpected. Like, would they be interested, or are they feeling okay at quarterback the way things kind of ended they had a uh, interesting young quarterback who stepped in at the end and then of course they have their Wegman who's been injured where are the Aggies and what do you think their thoughts are quarterback wise yeah I, I think they're actually pretty set quarterback wise where they are they have Connor Wegman who you know if you want to look at his pro football focus grades he finished he played only played in four games but he was one of the top three best quarterbacks in the country uh during those those first four games and i think everyone uh, thinks that his potential his ceiling is is like a first round draft pick so i think they're very confident in him being the guy moving forward then you have uh, Jalen Henderson, who was the transfer in from Fresno State, who will probably be the starter for the, the Texas Bowl and finished out the season. Man, he, he, for a guy who hadn't played much college ball in the three years he's been in college, he, he looks pretty good, and they, they built a good play, game plan around him. He would be a solid backup, and it has been a solid backup option uh, for the Aggies. So losing Max Johnson really wasn't – uh, much of a uh, didn't turn many heads uh, in the Aggies, and then they have uh, the the now going to be rising sophomore Marcel Reed, who's on scholarship, um, who who saw a little bit of action in cleanup duty this year. So they have three scholarship quarterbacks. As long as no one else transfers out, I think you're in a pretty good spot there. They might, if they did bring in another quarterback, it might be a transfer from a a lower mid major that would just kind of push the competition, kind of like what Henderson was thought to be heading into this season and turned out to be a pretty good hit. If you can find another one of those guys who uh, was probably going to be your four string guy, but might push his way up the depth chart through, uh, through fall camp and through the season, I think that's the direction they would go if they, uh, if they were going to add another quarterback. If, if you're talking portal though, it's, it's going to be all about offensive line and defensive secondary. I think when the guys said they're going to really be targeting hard to bring in. Those are hard to find in the portal. I would say O-line can be one of the toughest. I mean, Baylor added a couple of starters, and it just really didn't it didn't pan out. They've In the past, they've done it and actually had some guys step in and do really well. But it's like there's, there's other areas where there's more plentiful players that you can find, so it'll be interesting. Check on your K-State friends, Travis, if you have any. Uh, they are not happy right now. They're losing quarterbacks. <laughs> They've lost their offensive coordinator. They're mad about a basketball player. They're protesting who got in trouble, but the president, they feel like, has overstepped. So I would say the Aggies uh, have not helped in this situation. There's just a lot of unease unease in, uh, in what they call, don't they call that like Aggieville or something? Yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty similar to uh, the A and M culture up there, from from what I understand. They just need to bring Bill Snyder in. You know, things get crazy in K State. You just bring mm-hmm. Bill Snyder in to do something, and that kind of just levels the e- eases the, the the rough waters. So just let's let's bring Bill Snyder in to have a good conversation. I think that'll 
that'll help things out, right? Well, when you meet with Colin Klein, don't hesitate to bring that Snyder angle up because he played for him, <laughs> and then he, he's kind of fueled his coaching career. And uh, they beat the Aggies. I was just reading that. I think in your story, in one of those years, what was that, around 2011 or 12? And, uh, right. Uh, 53 to 50. Well, yeah. And Robert Cessna, my boss, he puts on a purple shirt, kind of looks like Bill Snyder. So maybe he'll, he'll get confused and we'll get some scoops that way. I was talking to Bill Snyder. Yeah, I uh, I like that, the Cessna-Snyder angle. <laughs> you should sit him up there on the front row. I had a good visit with Snyder one time, and I said, well, how's your family, Bill, or whatever? And he said, well, I've got a – he's talking about his grandson or something. Yeah, he said, I've got a grandson, and he's really into drones. And and it was like when they were just starting to bring drones into practices a few years ago. This is about five or six years ago. And, and and Snyder starts telling me about like he's let his it's almost like he let his grandson bring a toy to practice. He said, "Yeah, I've been letting him come out there and fly this thing around at practice to see see what he can." And so I just I love the fact that Snyder and I were talking about drones and you could tell neither one of us knew anything about it what we were talking about <laughs> but it was just kind of it was funny to be talking to a 78 year old bill snyder about his grandson's uh drones now travis what what are the uh what are the ags up to hoops wise i mean i've been caught up in Bearland, number six in the country but the the bears and aggies have been kind of right there together much of the season, they scrimmaged. Um, I, I, what, how is A and M looking? Are they continuing to improve? What, what is the? Uh, how are they shaping up right now? Yeah, they're they're leading the country in offensive rebounding, and that's been kind of the key to their uh, success so far. They're, I believe, they're first in the country in offensive rebounds per game, and third in the country in the amount of points gained off of second chance opportunities. So that, that's been the way they've been able to, to, to win games. They, they lost both of their losses so far this season have been uh, quadrant one losses per the, the, the net that was to uh, FAU in the ESPN in Thanksgiving Invitational, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. And, and then the Virginia and the ACC SEC uh, uh, tournament, whatever the mm-hmm. challenge uh, last week, and so they're, they're finally hitting the part of their schedule where they have their guarantee games. They played, I think, what uh, last time I checked, it was like the 11th most difficult non-conference schedule in the in the country so far. Um, they're they're uh, uh, gonna gonna give me, get get some of those those gimme games uh, coming up here in the next uh, what, couple of days tonight. It's well tonight it's DePaul who is not a uh, uh, a great one is uh, Memphis actually this week and then Houston. And after that is the gimme game. So it, it's just a tough schedule and they've, they've been able to hold their own, not a great shooting team so far, but they've been able to, to counteract that with getting to the free throw line and offensive rebounds for second chance points. The, the big thing to watch moving forward is if they're going to get Tyrese boots, Radford back. Uh, he's kind of had some kind of illness breathing problem that limited him in that FAU game, and he's been out the last two games. Uh, you know, of course, he's a big part of their offensive production. So, uh, interested to see if he'll yeah. he'll be back tonight. I had some similar on the tennis court today, but I, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just diagnosed it my myself. Um, real quick, what did you think of uh, uh, your first moments around 
Mike Elko, you were at the big news conference. I could kind of almost tell where you were sitting back there, taking that all in. And I don't know what you did when they started swaying back and forth. You being a TCU Horn Frog, it's not like you jumped in the middle of that. But they started sawing off the horns at the uh, press conference. And then I think you all got kind of a follow-up session with Elko. What were your biggest... Uh, what were your biggest takeaways? What was your first impression of of Mike Elko? And did it did it just seem so different, like a, a way different than like you know being around Jimbo? I mean, it's not totally fair because it always feels a lot different when you get a new coach in there. But what is the what was your biggest takeaway from your first meeting with Mike Elko? The the, the best way I've seen it described by even a few few other columnists and such around the around the state is that it, it seems like they got a guy in here for the first time since they've really been in the sec that it it, it it feels like the head coach isn't bigger than the program or the university that he is pretty down to earth he he's a he's just a guy that likes to coach and likes to go home and hang out with his family uh, i think i read a story from the athletic a couple of years ago about him and his wife after all the games just going to pick up a to-go pizza after all the games and take it home and, and relax with the family. And so kind of a, a, a real down to earth, uh, you know, blue collar kind of feel um, that kind of harkens back a little bit to the, you know, the, the, the RC Slocum days. That's kind of the, 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 the pitch that they've been taking with this whole coaching search and this hires. They want to get back to find their next RC Slocum. And, and by all indications, it, it kind of feels that way a little bit you know it was one press conference uh it was not a whole lot of a time with him but it, it definitely feels like there's a little bit more um a little bit more down-to-earth feel to, to everything what did Jimbo do after games did he did he go get a steak or did I mean what 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 did he uh what was Jimbo up to you know we we, we didn't really get that information while he was here he wasn't a big uh <laughs> Uh, wasn't a big guy to talk about his local eats in the uh, uh-huh. now if you want to talk about like the 1970s Pittsburgh Pirates he'd uh, he'd entertain that but I don't not much about his uh his post game routine <laughs> See I would have loved that you that's one time you would have wanted me around because the we are family 79 Pirates uh he and I certainly could have bonded over that that was uh that was my first team to fall in love with. Willie Stargell, mm. Dave Parker, that whole uh, Madlock, that whole team, Omar Marino, uh, Jimbo, and I really could have bonded over that. Well, I uh, I, I think you're going to enjoy Elko, and uh, it'll be a, a little different feel to it, but uh, that that's interesting, and it does seem all about football, and one of the things he said is, let's stop talking about it and let's do it. And if you think about it, even at the start of Jimbo, it was like, oh, let's do this. And you had the story about the, you know, the championship uh, trophy. I mean, you know, there was just there was always something. Um, and and so this guy does seem all about uh, football. And uh, well, well, listen, I, and I uh, a, oh yeah, and has made a big push with the uh, Texas high school coaches, which is something that was a mm. knock against Jimbo. Has been making his rounds with the. The local coaches, the high school coaches, and the the, the coaches association has has mended some bridges there. So uh, that's been the another big key approach that's been different so far. Yeah, you may have heard Baylor did a little different than uh, Texas A and M. They they stuck with their coach who went one in seven at home, 
I mean, as bad as things have been for the Aggies, what'd they go, eight and four this year or something? I mean, it's not, you know what I mean? It wasn't, or how many games did they end up winning? Seven, Six five. Or seven? seven, five. Yeah, seven games. The Bears went one and seven at home and uh, and three and nine, and they just, they just said, let's run it back. Let's run this thing back with Dave this Miranda. This is what I was trying to think of. This is what I was trying to think of. Wasn't Aranda the guy that was uh, mentioned with Elko when that when he was hired as a defensive coordinator? Now, I, yeah, I go back they, they, they notes, probably but... isn't that interesting. They they probably did try to go after, and I don't know if he was at Wisconsin or already at LSU, but they probably there there is some kinship between Aggies and LSU. Uh, are always trying to hire each other, and y'all had a, I think, an AD who went over there, and and everybody wants. I mean, in in the end, you would have wanted LSU to get Jimbo. Now that now that you look back, you know, at the time, it seemed like some kind of huge victory or whatever. But uh, is that uh-huh. AD? Is that AD fine there? I just get the feeling that. I don't know. I just don't know about that athletic director at uh, at A and M. Like I, at A and M. Yeah, well, I just don't. I, I don't he, know if he if he feels like kind of damaged goods to me at this point. But maybe maybe he can kind of rally things. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he, he's made home run hires in all of the other sports, say for football. But we all know that football is what you know, writes the checks and what ADs are governed by or or, or judged by. And so uh, we'll have to see how this Elko thing works out. You know, he could, it's kind of one of those deals that right now with the, the, the the possible stoops thing that happened and then going back to Elko and then Elijah Robinson going to Syracuse, you know, things aren't necessarily on, on the best feelings right now, but uh, you know, give it a, a season. And if Elko has them, knocking on the playoff it's going to look like like uh, he's a genius that's just kind of how these things work but um yeah he, he's done great from hiring perspective on baseball women's basketball volleyball women's golf mm-hmm. all, all of the other sports let's let's see if football shapes up to be the same way all right travis good to visit with you and uh i will uh, i've discovered a couple more places since we last uh dined together couple of new places so if you make your way back for the holidays you may want to check in with me okay okay i like it i like it let's let's put on the calendar all right all right thank you travis there he goes travis brown from the eagle in uh brian college station on the matt mosley show espn uh central texas as